0: Yo 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 what up though I was gonna hit you guys with a very long intro to explain everything to you, you know what I'm saying, but I decided against it. So let's try to make the thing quick. Bonus episodes are simply straight up real talk and whatever other creative endeavors I would like to venture upon. And I'm going to take you guys on the journey with me. That's pretty much all it is. You know what I'm saying? Like this episode could be a rant. It could be just straight talk about something that's heavy on my heart. It could be about something that I'm in my feels about. You know what I'm saying? It could be about... Um, it could be just like an audio drama episode because I am going to be dropping some of them eventually. Um, it could be anything. It could be just an update about life. You know what I'm saying? It could be something I'm asking you guys to give me advice on. You know what I'm saying? It could be anything like that. So that's what a bonus episode is it's just so you have that personal connection with me and it's not all just about business you know what i'm saying so that's the bonus episodes and for now the bonus episodes will remain free on your favorite podcast apps like you're hearing it right now eventually i might move it to a different platform like patreon but for now i don't think i'm going to be doing that um your boy does have merchandise coming soon I do have an album and a mixtape, actually, and or a mixtape coming soon. I also am cranking up the YouTube channel and the Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at EpicRainKJ. And if you don't have Instagram, you have Facebook instead. I'm on Facebook as well at EpicRainKJ. All the posts that I make on Instagram as EpicRainKJ go to Facebook as well. They'll be posted in the same place at the same time. So... You got me there. If you want to hit me up in the DMs on Twitter, if you on Twitter only, hit me up on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Epic Rain KJ. I'm there too. On YouTube, I'm Epic Rain Productions. It is what it is. We out here. Let's go. Bonus episode. And subscribe. Yo. What up? It's your boy. Welcome to another episode of Fiction or Nah. This is a bonus episode because we got stuff to talk about. Um, you guys, if you listen to older podcast episodes, you know that on the bonus episodes, I like to do a conspiracy theory. I used to do the conspiracy theory in the regular episode with the story, but I decided to just make them their own thing and put them in the bonus episodes um, as well as just have a talk with you guys. In the bonus episodes as well. Um, So in this episode, I am going to talk about um, whether or not the last story was based on a true story or not. Um, And I'm going to talk about some other stuff. But first, let's get to whether or not the story was true or not. So was it fiction or not? Sandwich of salt. I don't know. You tell me. No, I'm just playing. It was based on a true story. And this lady went to a sandwich shop, ordered a sandwich, got too many pickles, and attacked the dude for making the sandwich. Are you kidding me? This is what America has come to. We're attacking people for putting too many pickles on our sandwiches. Now, that's a shame. That's a shame, 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 shame. Uh, so, yeah, that was that was a true story. Basically, true story. Y'all know I embellish on the, on the details, but it's based on a true story. Um. So another thing I want to talk about, which is why my energy level isn't very high right now. Um, outside of the fact that I've been up since 4 o'clock and it is now 9 o'clock in the morning because I've been up working on an audiobook. But another thing I wanted to talk about is Kobe because Kobe and Gianna passed away um, after my last episode that I did, so I haven't talked about them. Um, And it's... Still a pretty tough subject because I don't deal with loss very well. Like, I'm, I'm not somebody who's good with dealing with loss. It stings in the core and it continues to sting. You know, um, it lasts for quite some time. Um, in this case, it hasn't been very long. It's only March 20th. Um, I don't know the exact date they passed, but it hasn't been that long ago. Um, it's crazy because I grew up, you know, as I wasn't a teenager yet when Kobe got into the league. Like, that's how young I was. I wasn't even a teenager yet. And Kobe came into the league and I got to watch him grow up. You know, I rooted against him when it came to the finals because I was always... Like, I liked those Sacramento Kings. Um, I liked the Celtics. You know, I liked a bunch of the players on on the other teams. And I was always, always, like, I was always a fan of Kobe's. I was not a fan of Shaq. That was why I always rooted against him. But I was always a fan of Kobe. Um, Because I kind of... Looked at him like, man, he's doing it. He's living a dream. He's like, when you hear a song like, I want to be like Mike, the, it's Kobe. Kobe did it. <laughs> he was like Mike. Um, And then he was raising Gianna to be like Kobe. And that was just like, she was going to light up the WNBA. Things were going to take off big time for the WNBA. It was going to get to a point where they were going to start having a lot of fans show up. And it was gonna start with her. You know, women's basketball, um, women's pro basketball was gonna get really exciting again. Um yeah. and it just didn't happen, man. It it Oh man. It's rough. It's rough. I, I honestly said I shed some tears, I ain't gonna lie. When I first saw it, I thought it was a hoax. And then I saw um, then my wife came out of the room and was like, Kobe just, Kobe died. And I was like, what? For real? This is real? She's like, yeah, it's a news source saying it. And then I look at my notifications on my phone and Troy Dan had come out with a live stream on YouTube saying that Kobe passed. And I was like, what? I know he wouldn't play like that because he is diehard Kobe fan. And I I believed my wife, um, and she said she got it from a credible source. I don't remember which source it was, CNN, MSNBC, something. So immediately I jump online. I look at TMZ. I look at um, ABC. I look at a lot of stuff online, and they all say the same thing, right? So then I start watching Troy Dan's live stream just to keep up with all the results because they didn't know yet if the daughters were on the helicopter. They didn't know... Um, Any of the other people who had passed away, they just knew it was Kobe because it was, I guess, Kobe's helicopter or helicopter he always flew in. And um, like at first, you know, I was just in shock. I was hurt. I was in shock. But then when I saw the Gianna pass, the tears came. I was like, oh, my God, man. And then I. And then I heard about the other kids that were on the plane and the parents and the pilot. And it was just like, oh, my God, dude, that's so many people. That's nine people, man. That is tough. That's tough. Nine people. and I think three of them were kids, including Gianna. And this is just ugh, like I got chills going on my back right now, man. I, uh, it's too much, man. It's too much. That's too much at one time. You know what I'm saying? That's oh, it's crazy, man. So, RIP to everybody that passed away on that helicopter that day. And, you know, thoughts and prayers and blessings to the family still, because enough time hasn't passed to heal the wounds yet. And those wounds probably won't never heal completely, but, you know, everybody just has to move. Forward in their lives, with that mama mentality, man. That's how you honor Kobe. You do things with that mama mentality. You do things as hard as you can. You know what I'm saying? You put in the maximum effort and you get shit done. That's that mama mentality. That's how you honor Kobe. If you really felt like that, you know, like like a lot of people felt like Kobe was a was a family member to them. And I felt like he was like a distant cousin myself, and I feel like to honor him, you know, it's just like to honor him and Gianna really. You know, because we don't know the other people. Like, I can't say to honor them like that, but to honor Kobe and Gianna, that's what you got to do. You got to put that mama mentality into everything you do and just go hard because that's what, that's what Kobe did. And he was teaching Gianna to do the same. So, rip to them, man. RP For real, for real. Um, but moving on, because 2020 sucks. I'm sorry. There isn't anything really good to talk about um if I talked about anything good I think I would just tell you guys that I've been really busy with voiceover work which is why I haven't been dropping a story every single week I've been really busy really busy with voiceover work been doing really good this year um with voiceover work and like my business has finally gotten to where I wished it was last year (laughs) um been doing pretty good so that's the one positive of twenty twenty so far. Everything else though has been just ugh. <sighs> um The rip of everybody else as well that has passed away in twenty twenty man rest in peace to everybody that was good peoples that passed away in twenty twenty. Um so now let's talk about COVID-19, coronavirus. Let me get this out of the way. Donald Trump is a racist idiot. This man, to call it the Chinese virus, is the lowest form of racism, prejudice, whatever you want to call it, his lowest form of hate. and then to double down and be like it's from china it's from china like are you kidding me right now you okay first of all yeah we believe that it originated in china but we don't know not for sure we don't know for sure if it originated in china it could have started somewhere else and Somebody in China could have got it and it could have been reported first in China. It doesn't mean that it started there. We don't know. We didn't catch this thing at the very beginning. Let's be 100 about it. So many people are in and out of China every single day. There is no telling where this thing started. To call it the Chinese virus is stupid. It is what it is. It's some sort of super saiyan mutated form of coronavirus that's what it is and it, they said that they've done research on it and said that it's not um bio so nobody created it in a lab but i mean would you be able to tell if it was the perfect bioengineered weapon would you be able to tell if it was created in a lab because i don't think so i think it would look very natural um and that was like a conspiracy theory that they were throwing around QAnon and trump now i don't know if it was trump himself but it was somebody you know in the in the administration and this is like oh, shut up just shut up Shut up. Leave the conspiracy theories to us, to the people, to the people, period. Leave it to us. Don't be a figurehead and try to do conspiracy theories. And QAnon is just, man, at this point, I'm looking at QAnon. I'm like, what is QAnon? I feel like people are just trolling at this point. You know, um, a couple of the things that they've said made sense, but... I feel like they just jump on top of any kind of tragedy or whatever and try to make some sort of name for themselves, so to speak, off of that tragedy. Like you're using that as popularity. You're using that to gain popularity, and it's stupid. For me, talking about conspiracy theories is more about um just a form of entertainment making something uh making turning turning something that's dark and grim into a form of entertainment but also to get your mind really thinking about stuff not to tell you for sure this is what this is and this is what's going to happen next and you need to panic and all it no 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 hell no that's not what it's about it's not why i do it it's a lot of it is for entertainment purposes that's why i never say that this is the truth i always say that maybe it's this <laughs> And so clearly nobody in this world is taking this thing seriously enough. Here we are with Italy. They had 400 and something deaths in 24 hours just a couple of days ago. They've officially had more deaths in Italy than they had in China. China. Little old Italy has had more deaths than China. To me, that's... Insane. Insane. But we're still calling it the Chinese virus, huh, Donald? America's headed on the same trajectory as Italy. And if we're heading on the same trajectory as Italy... We have way bigger numbers than Italy. Let me look up the population of Italy. Italy's population, 2019. Italy's population in 2019, 60,550,075 people. And then the USA's population, let me look that up too. USA population 2019 was 329.45 million. Now, let's look at the difference between that 60 million in Italy, 329 million in the US. Bruh. You know what I'm saying? Bruh. Bruh, we have five times the people. If we stay on the same trajectory as Italy, we're going to be losing hella people. And this is not just old people. This is not just people with pre existing conditions. It's not just that. It's not just that. You know what I'm saying? People without pre existing conditions have died from this thing, young people have died from this thing. But for some reason, our country is still bent on get the old people tested, get the people with pre-existing conditions tested. Like, no, bruh, no. It's not just them. This is how you use this is how you lose young people because you don't pay attention to them when they say my chest hurts. It's hard for me to breathe. I'm coughing. And you're testing older people who have no symptoms. And you're not going to test that young person because, oh, it's not killing young people. Yes, it is. Ask Italy. Ask, ask Italy. I can't even talk. Ask Italy if it's killing young people or not. (sighs) Man. And I look at this thing, you know. With. A set of eyes that are you know looking from a body that has asthma like I have asthma my son has asthma you know what I'm saying we get it we're going to be in a rough situation especially him because his asthma's worse he needs an inhaler all the time I usually just need an inhaler during allergy season he needs an inhaler 24-7 So, I'm looking at this like, this is insane. People were still going to school. Like, the kids were still going to school here just um, last week. Just last week. And now they're out for two weeks. So, this week is spring break. They're going to be out next week, too. And then they could go back, is what they said. They could go back back to school. Like it don't make no sense. They've already suggested that we be out for two months, but they're just talking spring break and then a week. And it's because the school, the public school system in America is, they're just crooks. They just want money. It's the same problem with, you know, the pharmaceutical industry. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have a sister-in-law who's a pharmacist. I can guarantee you, I've never had the conversation with her, but I can guarantee if I did, she would tell me that it's too many people worried about money in her industry. There's too many people just worried about money. Um, And prescriptions, we all know prescriptions are too expensive. We all know this. I've had a conversation with a pharmacist here who's who said that. Like, I know that prescriptions are too expensive. That's why people need insurance and blah, blah, blah. But insurance is too expensive. Like a lot of these things are just meshing together at this point with this with this pandemic. And that brings me to the conspiracy theory that I want to talk about. You guys probably aren't going to be surprised. I mean, you did see the, the title of the video or the, of the podcast video. Jesus, man, it's early. OK, and I'm tired. OK, I've been up since four. I've been up for five hours already. Because voiceover has been good to me. And I'll be up again tomorrow doing the same thing. And it'll be Saturday. (laughs) So the thing I want to talk about is Agenda 21. Agenda 21 and also just uh, depopulation in general. Because Agenda 21 is a United Nations plot that is actually real. Like it was a real thing. And depopulation is just a thought, like an idea that a lot of people had and still have. So, Agenda 21 was something that the UN came up with. Um, oh, God, man, it's so dark. <laughs> the UN came up with Agenda 21 to depopulate 95% of the world by 2030. I didn't stutter on that one. Depopulate the world by 95% by 2030. Let it let it let it marinate in your brain for a second. 95% of the population by 2030. And this is not new. This is 1997 when they came up with this. So I want you to think about since 1997, what are are the issues that we've been having since 1997? We've had H1N1. We've had, I think, swine flu, mad cow disease. We've had Ebola. We've had... hmm, What else have we had since 1997? I don't know, man. I was a kid for most of that time. <laughs> um, we have coronavirus now. The flu still does this thing by killing everybody, even though even though we have a vaccine for it, it still kills a hell of a lot of people. Um, there have been drugs on the street that have turned people insane. Like Y'all heard a story here when the dude was eating another dude's face. Like There are drugs that are doing that to people. They are coming out with vape pens that are more dangerous than cigarettes like they're coming out with just a whole bunch of stupid stuff that people just flock to people just flock to it you know what i'm saying and suicide rate has gone up for some reason like depopulation is a real thing it's really occurring and there are ways to prevent a lot of the things that have been killing people but our government And the world's government has just refused to do so. Suicide rate went up. Why didn't help go up too? You know what I'm saying? Why isn't um, helping those who are depressed a more mainstream topic that's discussed on a daily basis? Like we, we see the commercials every day for drunk driving. Don't drink and drive. Don't drink and text. But we don't see, if somebody you know is depressed, talk to them. See if, you can, can see if you can talk to them and lighten the load. See if you can help them. Be helpful. You know what I'm saying? Why don't we ever see that? I'll tell you why we don't see that. It's because there are depression medicines out there that people want to prescribe instead of helping them. You just want to prescribe medicine. I went to a doctor last year, right? They asked me if I had anxiety after I uh, had the incident that I had at the old house we stayed in. I talked about it before on an episode where I ended up passing out and getting picked up in the ambulance, taken to the hospital and um, got checked out and everything. And they said I was fine, but. I really wasn't. The house had black mold in it, and I was having an asthmatic reac- reaction to it. So I go to that doctor, <clears throat> the one that the that the city took me to. <sighs> no, that was not a coronavirus cough. That was a dry throat cough <laughs> from talking a lot this morning. That's why I'm trying to keep this water on me right now. But, man, it's hard. When you're talking, you don't want to all in people's ears. But, um, so I went to that doctor and immediately I'm prescribed anxiety medication. Like, what are you doing, bro? I don't want this. And the thing is, I asked him, I said, and yes, this goes with the topic. Okay. So don't run away. I asked him, I said, is this stuff addictive? He looked at me straight in the eyes and said, no. So I asked the other lady who came in who was the one who was really prescribing this stuff to me. I think she might've been a uh, psychiatrist or something. She's like, so tell me about your anxiety. And I told her, I'm like, I figured out ways to cope with it. I have social anxiety. I have um, other kind of anxiety. I, I'm depressed sometimes. It just is what it is. It's a part of my life and I've learned how to cope with it. I've taken Xanax in the past. And I didn't want to take it anymore. So I stopped taking it. Once it ran, once my prescription ran out, I was done with it. And it wasn't very strong to begin with. It was only a quarter of a milligram. It was very, very weak. And it was just something, I think it was supposed to be more of a placebo effect. At least that's how I understood it. And it worked because it, when I would take it, it would remind me to use my own coping mechanisms So I did. I started practicing breathing. You know, I do a little yoga on the side. I would just close my eyes and think, you know, about happy thoughts and stuff like that. Like I, I learned how to cope with my own anxiety, stress and depression. I learned how to do that. And so I told them both. I don't want. I don't want. Antidepressants, I don't want anxiety medicine. I don't want any of this. And they said, well, it's not. It's not addictive. You don't have to worry about that. So we're just going to prescribe it. And when and you're going to take it every day, you're going to take it one when you get up and one when you go to bed and you're going to be fine. And Eventually, you're just going to have a happier brain and blah, blah, blah. So I get home, right? And before I take any of them, before I take any of them, I did not crack them open and take not one of them. And they were way stronger than the Xanax. I take the pill to peel bottle out. I look at the name, I type it into Google and I look it up and I, and I do all the research on it. All the research. It's addictive. You can never stop taking it. Never stop taking it. Um, yeah, those were the two things. Basically everything else was just kind of whatever, but those two things you It was addictive, first of all. They said it wasn't, but it was. And if you stop taking it, you're at a much higher risk of suicidal thoughts. Like, it it depresses you if you stop taking it. It puts you into a severe depression. And I was like, these people told me to take this, and I told them that I was fine. Before they even told me to take this. But they still told me to take this and told me to my face that it is not addictive. But that's exactly what it is. They said and the research says once you start taking it, you gotta take it forever. Cause the moment that you stop, the the depression hits like a brick. And I was like, no. I still have those pills. They're in they're in the apartment right now, somewhere locked away. Still have them. I'm never gonna take them. I'm gonna drop them off at a police station or something when I find out where I can take them. And it's gonna be the end of that. They also gave me some iron pills. Now I've had I I take iron supplements on a daily basis now since then. And. I've never had iron pills do me the way that these iron pills did me. I would take one and like 20 minutes later, my entire body would flush. So I would be sweating. I would be hot and I would be pissed at everything. I took, I took three of them and I was ready to fight everybody. Like I didn't care who you were. I needed to be by myself because I was gonna fight. That's how they made me feel. I needed to punch something. I literally, the last day that I took one, last time I ever took one, I took one, I went in the room um, after that 20 minutes, because I was fine at first, and then 20 minutes later, I, I had to get up and go in the room by myself, because I started sweating heavily, and I was just mad. Mad. And I was in a great mood before that. I went in the room, took my shirt off, I laid on the floor, and I just like screamed, screamed into my shirt because I was so pissed. And that's what it was doing to me. And it got me thinking these are supposed to be iron supplements. I've taken iron supplements in the past because I have anemia. Why in the blue hell do these supplements make me feel like this when no other supplements have ever made me feel like this? Have never even got me close to feeling like this. All the supplements I took in the past only felt like Um, they just made my stomach hurt or because I needed to eat with them. That's it. They didn't do anything else. Nothing, nothing negative. Those pills didn't do anything but cause negativity. Made me want to hurt people. Like literally made me want to hurt people. And I've never been that way. I've never been that way in my life. And I'm not that way now. But those pills made me like that. So it made me think. They gave me pills that I would have to take for the rest of my life in those antidepressants. If I stopped taking them, I go into a severe depression. It's like one of the side effects of stopping them. Cold turkey, basically. So if you miss like a day or two, you forget for like a a day or two in a row, your depression hits you. Boom, like a brick. And I'm also taking these iron pills, which makes me freaking mad as hell. If I'm taking the iron pills, which are more memorable to take because they make me feel like that, And then I forget to take the anxiety medicine or the the antidepressant, whatever it was, whatever it was called. I don't remember the name. Those two together, there's no way. There's no way I wouldn't hurt somebody or myself. Taking those two pills together and, and then forgetting to take the antidepressant and taking the iron pill. There's no way that that level of depression doesn't lead to somebody getting hurt, most likely myself. So if somebody comes into your office and you're a doctor and they say to you, I don't want to take anxiety medicine. I don't want to take an antidepressant. I have learned how to cope with my anxiety. I do not need to take anything for that. No, thank you. Why would you still insist on prescribing it and telling them to take it and then lying to them, blatantly lying to them and telling them that it's not addictive? it doesn't make any sense unless you bring it back around to depopulation. So when did it start when doctors would prescribe stuff to you, even though you didn't need it? I don't know. I don't know when it started, but it definitely happens now. And when I, when I told myself I was going to stop, I went to a new doctor and she told me, do not take that medicine. She was like, don't take either one of them. So I didn't take either one of them. Had she told me to take the iron medicine still, had she told me to take the antidepressants, I wouldn't have taken those. But had she told me to take the iron, I probably still would have took it. And I probably would have hoped that it only like got better or over time, which it might've, it might've, but I don't know that. (laughs) Um, And they didn't tell me anything about any side effects or anything. They just told me I'd be fine all they said and um so my new doctor was like no don't take either one we're going to figure out what's wrong um with your iron levels because my iron was low they were going to figure out what was wrong with that and then we we're going to go from there and i ended up having to go get my iron checked um at a different place at a specialist for stomachs and stuff like that so yeah but it Turned out that I was fine, so it was whatever. I was done. Um, and I I don't feel like my iron's low now. I mean, I take iron every day and I'm just I'm cool with that situation. I'll just take a I'll take a Nature's Valley iron supplement <laughs> every day and just call it a day. Um But that leads like I said, but that leads me back to depopulation. Like, are you kidding me with this? There's so many different ways. The depopulation is happening. Like literally, it's happening, but it's not. I don't think it's a deliberate ploy to depopulate the world right now. Um, And like I said before, I don't tell you for sure something's happening. But depopulation is actually happening. Like it's it's not something that. I'm making up. It's not something that's really a conspiracy. It's just something that's naturally happening because the world isn't built for millennials or Generation Z. We're too poor to have offspring the way the boomers had. We're too poor. We got the money. You know what I'm saying? And we're too poor and birth control is (laughs) free. So... Um, agenda 21 is, is depopulation by several means. It's not just, you know, we're going to blow up half the world. It's not just, uh, spread a deadly disease. It's, it's different things. Um, let me see this article on global org. Um, I don't know who it was written by. Uh, I just know that's the website. Let's just go with that. Globalpossibilities.org. Um, it says. Depopulation to lessen environmental impact and stop overpopulation leading to instability. Okay, now. Look at what's happening right now. COVID-19, there ain't no stability right now. There ain't even no tissue in the stores. Um, People are not taking it seriously. There are people with little children who have, you know, issues already, you know, compromised immune systems, who are definitely still not giving a damn about COVID-19, still going out, still having gatherings, still partying it up, still doing whatever the hell they want to do. They don't care. They don't care. And it's because we have people in our government who made such a little deal out of it that it's still that way in people's minds. Trump started off by saying it was just the flu or just a cold or whatever. And he was like, it's nothing. The flu kills way more people, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, chill. Look how fast it is spread now. This thing doubles in positive cases every couple of days or something like that in some areas, bro. This is crazy. And it's just killing people. We don't have a vaccine. We don't have a cure. It's just killing people. To achieve such huge scale depopulation with a relatively short deadline, the actions were taken would have to be drastic, either a world war Global epidemic or some kind of widespread starvation caused by massive crop failures would be the only likely ways of achieving this as in the depopulation on a huge scale in a short time. (sighs) Bro, look, look. The beef between the U.S. and China is already disrupting trade. If the U.S. and China go to war with each other at some point, that's a world war. COVID-19 is already a global epidemic slash pandemic. Widespread starvation can happen when trade is destroyed, which is the first thing that I mentioned. China and the U.S. have beef widespread starvation is possible because trade is what needs to happen in order for places to get food just is things don't grow everywhere massive crop failures bro the earth is helping out with that already winter isn't even done but it's springtime like winter's about to sweep across the u.s like a damn ugh. The cold is coming back. I hate it. (laughs) The cold is coming back again through the U.S. In the next day or so. Like it's not done. And people have already probably started planting crops. But they're about to die. The crops are about to die. Last year we had a flood up here. Floods everywhere because it rained so much. Crops died. A lot of crops died. And now the land is being sold. because. It's no good anymore. Watch when the summertime hits. The heat is going to be ridiculous. Widespread starvation is already a thing in some parts of the world. It's going to be a global widespread starvation eventually at this rate. World war. (laughs) We got issues with Russia. We got issues with China. What more do you need? We got issues with North Korea who has nukes. What more do you need? Like this is not a joke. This is not a, this is not a little thing. This is not a game. This is not science fiction. This is not any of that. This is not fiction. This is real life. This is real life. These are all very real possibilities. And just because it was discovered or uncovered that the U.N. had Agenda 21, you know, mapped out, doesn't mean that they decided not to do it. It doesn't mean they decided not to do it. And then we have a whole bunch of Republicans saying that the Democrats are trying to do this, the Democrats are trying to do that, the Democrats are sabotaging this and that and doing this and this and that and this and that. The Republicans and the Democrats, their establishment is the same damn establishment. The higher higher uppers for the Democrats and the Republicans are the same people. Whoever's running the show is running the show. I heard some time ago that we are collateral um, in the U.S.'s debt to the U.K. And that's why we have Social Security numbers birth certificates because we are collateral to the uk so what happens right if the uk now that it's brexited what happens if the uk decides we're gonna go to war with whoever whoever we gotta fight in that battle don't we if they call us to do so we're theirs we belong to them Like there's, there's so many ways a world war could start. There's so many ways. The U.S. is spread so thin when it comes to who we're fighting that it's ridiculous. We're possibly, you know, one, one errant drone strike away from fighting China. We're one drone strike away from starting a war with North Korea. We don't even need to strike North Korea. We just fly a drone over the top of North Korea. We're going to have a war with them. We're one President Trump turning his back on his boyfriend Putin away from war with Russia. We're one freaking freaking joke away from war with Mexico. Like, like there's just too much, man. There's so many ways that things could start and it'll be crazy. And people would die. And for what? For what? Because people just want to fight. They just want to fight. They want to do stupid stuff. So this article continues. The idea also raises the question of which 5% of the global population will be saved. Would these be those strong and hardy enough to survive the conditions placed on the earth that would kill off the remaining 95%? Or perhaps the survivors would be chosen selectively from the elite and wealthy? and those who wake up to this evil reality will be imprisoned in FEMA camps before their death. Is this what they are built for? Whether such a plan could ever actually be successful is another matter. Plans of this size and scope would require the collusion and agreement of at least every first world government in the world, not to mention that the number of resources and effort that would have to go into keeping something like this covered up would be astronomical. (laughs) Would it though? Would it, though? How, like, what resources and effort would it take for you to just keep your mouth closed? This plan could be something that's not even written down. A group of people meet, discuss it, and don't talk about it, ever. Like, that doesn't take... Resources and effort. Like, you just don't talk about it. (sighs) Man. And as for who would be that 5% of the global population that would be saved, it wouldn't be um, all of the wealthy and elite because the wealthy and elite are old and they can't reproduce. Humans would die out. That'd just be a wrap on the world. My guess, the 5% of the global population that would be saved would be the richest men that are still able to produce children plus, you know, whoever has been a part of this secret group forever. Um, and then... Younger women, like women who can produce healthy kids. Like that's who would be that 5%. I don't see there being very many guys being a part of that 5%. I would think that maybe there would be some younger guys, you know, but those older guys have families, so their families would be a part of that 5% um they would definitely try to keep it like that and they probably be they probably would end up resorting to um incest in a lot of cases and this is just me thinking on like the darkest scale possible <laughs> but it's a very it's a very thought provoking topic depopulation and you can see it everywhere in everything. And it's just ugh. like we even got lettuce that we can't eat. Lettuce because it's destroying people's insides. You know, we already had the meat scare. Like it's, it's so much, man. It's so much. And think about all the kids who have health issues these days. Man, it's insane. It's insane. And then you and then you go online and you see all the propaganda for war. Right? A whole lot of war propaganda. Trying to convince kids to be army strong. It's just... It's right in their faces. They're not even trying to hide it. It's right there. Huge scale depopulation, bro. It's already happening. <sighs> but like I said... You can't say for sure that it's a plot for depopulation. It's just happening naturally because it's the way the world works. It's the way the world is working, I should say. It's just happening. So, yeah, I don't want to talk too much. um, I don't want to go off the rocker talking about anything. I just want to leave it at something for you to think about. I don't want to say for sure that something's happening when it's not. I don't want to say, you know... What I believe, because what I believe might not be any of this. What I believe might be something else entirely. I don't know what I believe on this on this topic right now. I just giving you what I know, you know, what I've read and seen in articles and stuff like that. Um. So, yeah, I'm basically giving you the research. That's what I'm saying. Excuse me. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for the next story to come in either next week or the week after next. Eventually, I'm going to get to a point where I'm going to start doing a story again every single week. Um, it's just been hard because I've been very, very busy, but I want to get back to that because I love it. It's very fun for me. Um, it's a lot of work, but it's very fun. So, I would like to get back to doing that. It's just right now. If I did the story, it would take away <clears throat> it would take away like four or five hours from uh my regular voiceover business, which is unacceptable. So, my thing is, I gotta get to a point where I'm working and then I actually have time to work on the stories. For fiction or not um I'm also working on a way to get some uh animations into my YouTube videos for some of the stuff I want to do for the channel, so you guys should just subscribe anyway you know even and even if you don't wanna subscribe, you should just do it anyway, you know what I'm saying, and then if you like watching people play video games online, subscribe to k t j plays on youtube as well because i have that channel where i play video games right now i'm playing mortal kombat a lot i'm gonna be playing nba 2k as well uh fortnite sometimes maybe um and then i'll have to think about other games that i want to get and play and then yeah uh and that channel is actually starting to grow finally i got nine subscribers on it it's a steady it's a steady pace it's not a it's not a, a, a hare running. It's a turtle running. You know what I'm saying? It's steady, patient. You know, one leg at a time, moving. You feel me? Just like this podcast was for a long time. But this podcast has been getting less and ner nerds lately. And I am so happy about that. I appreciate you guys, man. Keep listening. Uh the next story. I'm I'm gonna try to make it a grand one gonna be grandioso you know what i'm saying i want to make it i want to make it pretty big and i'm hoping i can actually get my wife to participate in it because i'm trying to get her into the voiceover game but we'll see how that goes um yeah gonna be fun also if you guys like um if you guys like to read books there is a podcast called bookish impulses that You might be interested in um it's me and my wife it's our podcast together bookish impulses um we basically just talk about books and what we think about them and like movies that are associated with them and stuff like that we we, it's it's very nerdy but we love to do it um we haven't put out an episode for a little while now but we're gonna get back on it and we're eventually gonna have a youtube channel as well ah this is my wife's baby right here bookish impulses is so <clears throat> anything I can to support her you know we're gonna do it um what else I got I have held y'all forever now in 50 something minutes jeez that's all I got my voice is crapping out on me so y'all take care man stay safe don't go out if you don't have to wash your hands uh and they're uh yeah uh, later's